Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode number 53. We are at Crit Hit in Phoenix, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brendan Carrion. Brendan, what's up? We're at Crit Hit 3, motherfucker. Crit Hit 3, so if there's background noise, that's why. I wanted to get that out of the way first. That's what it is. It's Crit Hit 3 going on. We're in the vendor room, and there's a bunch of people like playing games and being happy. And let me tell you, whatever it is you're hearing in terms of background noise is nothing compared to the riotous cacophony that was yesterday that just prevented us from from recording entirely this is true and it's nothing compared to the muster room either so it's actually fairly fairly sedate in here at the moment <laughs> yeah no kidding we got some nice board gaming going on around us and some vendors hawking their wares doing a nice job so before things pick up any further we are gonna bust out a podcast and like simon phoenix's parole hearing we're gonna get this one over quick sweet sounds good so first order of business what have we been up to, Brendan? What have we been up to lately? What have you been up to lately? All right, man. Well, you know what? Uh, so, you know, Crit Hit has been uh, looming large, and so we have been doing a lot of planning for that and a lot of, like, the groundwork. You Indeed know, I, we have. It, I, I don't want to make it sound like with all this going on that I have not been working on Horrorism 2 because I work on Horrorism 2 every single day. I My Survivalism 3 is suffering, so I'm hoping to get that cranked out, and it will be... In your mailboxes before the end of the month. The, the, not, not your physical mailboxes, your email boxes, the PDF. You, I am about to disappear for a couple weeks I into know. the wilderness. Into, so You're like that movie, The Edge. I you're, am. Uh, you are Alec Baldwin, and your dad is Anthony Hopkins, and you're going to fight a bear in Alaska. We're, we're going to die to a bear in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no fighting a bear. I think moose kill more people than bear anyway, so really I'm just going to get jacked by a moose. <laughs> Moose jacked. Yeah, moose jacked. New, new, new term, hashtag moose jacked. Yep. All right, so, um, yeah, so, 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 work proceeds apace in this busy time on the zines. They are coming to you. They are, the work is being done. And, um, as uh, the feedback I've received on the lateness is that people are more concerned with the quality of the product than the deadline of the product. Correct. And so I am. We will be. You'll be getting. I. It is my. You'll, you'll be getting the best product that I can give you. Is 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 my reassurance. I now feel bad about some of the shade I've thrown at Kickstarter projects that have come out late because now I'm on the same <laughs> treadmill and I'm like I'm going to be late. I know, right? It's it's, it's like yeah. oh that's how that happens. Uh, that sucks. Like I look, I okay. The, my my uh, uh, forbearance on uh, Clint Krause for uh, Driftwood versus, I feel it gives me this sort of like karmic like credit where I'm just like it's it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with him. The world's got to be okay with me. Yeah, see, so I kind of feel that way about Cult. Like, uh, you know what? Cult missed every possible deadline <laughs> <Okay>. twice. <laughs> yeah, twice over, <laughs> and I have stuck with them through it. So. Ooh. It's okay. We It'll razzed, be all right. We razz those fucks so hard. Um, okay, so uh, other okay, so other than crit hit and other than working on horrorism, I also uh, ran a game of Stormbringer first edition for some of my friends. Uh, um, Kelson came out for that, and um, the uh, very very elusive Ben motherfucking Bailey came out for that. Ben Heiligman came out for that. It was great to have those guys at the table, see them all again. Uh, Heather, the girlfriend, played, and she and she really killed it. 
She really killed it. She really ne next leveled her like role playing abilities. Um, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot. I, I, am I am I overlooking someone who came? Michael Collette came and played. Oh, cool! And uh, we just had a really good time playing Stormbringer. It was a fucking blast. And nice. I, I still love that game. Uh, if you look at our Patreon, one of the Patreons that we back is uh, this guy Michael Prescott. He does these um, like one page dungeons, and they're like super beautifully illustrated. They're like fucking amazing right and uh they're free on his webpage. um you can connect to that webpage via his patreon but then there's like an option on the patreon to give him like a dollar to kind of keep him going while he is doing that so so we support michael prescott and i use a couple of his one page dungeons i like i like downloaded them and just printed them out and squished them all together into like one city and I had so much fun because there's some some of his stuff is like not very Stormbringery, but some of it is pretty Stormbringery. And uh, I I just man, plus I, I also worked in uh, some some of the Sistina stuff from Reliquary One, and uh, I mean to me like that kind of OSR like let's just uh, take a bunch of pages and kind of staple them together into like this kind of patchwork setting. I mean I just fucking love the flavors that you can get out of all of that it's just it, it's just such a great great time and an enjoyable system and while the players i'm not gonna lie i had some like some really experienced stormbringer players there and like none of them were really like oh that was a fucking amazing stormbringer game brendan oh god why you're such a role-playing <laughs> genius nobody said that but they did seem like they had a good time. That's so. the true measure. I don't, I don't. I've never had anyone like rip their shirt off after a role playing game and start like cutting their chest with a bottle over how amazing it was. So. Well, I don't know, man. You got some pretty good feedback this morning on the uh, VTM session that you ran yesterday. That's true. So I, tell yeah. us about that. Oh, so I ran the Rusted Vein scenario that I ran at Gen Con here at Crit Hit for a game that didn't go off. Um, and so I got uh, Ben Heiligman, Mike Yo from back in the day. What up, guys? Notorious. <laughs> Notorious, and then I got some new players, um, some some random people who just didn't have a game to get in. So I pitched Dungeon World, and I pitched Vampire the Masquerade Beta. Uh, they said, "Oh, we'll try Vampire." So three new players, never played Vampire before, and we sat down and we ran through Rusted Veins, and um, it's a testament to how well written that uh, that particular story is that people kind of like pick it up and grok it immediately and start running with it, um, and kind of the urban dystopia and everything else about it. Um, and it went really, really well. It went really, really smoothly with the new guys. And one of the one of the, the comments du jour during the game was one of the guys said, Well, hold on, I have a question. And I said, Okay, you know, what what's the question? It was um a player named Ryan. He goes, Is it okay in Vampire for players to kill other players? At which point, uh, me, Heilig, and Mikey just like start dying laughing. Like we just throw our heads back and ha 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 ha. And you know, like what else are you really gonna right, do? Right? Yeah, look, kind of plus. I was like, to be clear, we are not laughing at you. Like we are laughing because that is such a quintessentially like vampire question that you get from people who've never played it before. Because that's that. Not only does the game allow for that, the game in a certain way encourages that with the intrigue. I said, you know, it's this scenario is designed and built in such a way that you are going to be at odds with each other at a certain point. Like, you are designed to butt heads. And so, yes, you are absolutely allowed to kill any other player at the table. And so... Well, character. Let's or just character, let's right. Let's not, just not, be clear. Right, player character. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not allowed to jump across the table and, like, knife Heiligman in the throat. <laughs> in you know? today's day and age, right. apparently, especially when you're talking about White Wolf, you have to be yeah. really clear about these things, Adam. Right. Oh, and that was the other thing I want to make clear. Um, there were absolutely no Nazis in the game. 
There were no Nazis. Stop blowing my mind. There were no Nazis. How is that even possible? I don't know. A vampire. There were no. Not yeah. So. That's a whole other story. But. I don't know if you guys can hear our like a heavily laden irony, but like, yeah, that 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 whole thing that happened this week was just. It was I, ridiculous. I'm not going to give them a platform or even yeah. even acknowledge it because then people go, oh, I want to read it, I want to see it, and I don't want to spread their message any further. But there are people out there who seem to have this idea that the new White Wolf is is being sold to neo Nazis. Here's the thing: I was called out on a forum I belong to, a Facebook group, with some people who I like really am very close to and who I care about a lot, mm-hmm. but we, but inside of a larger community. Mm-hmm. And um, I was called out because of that article and essentially like a person wanted me to like, they drew a line in the sand and they were like, stand on one side or the other. Yeah. If you don't stand on my side, you're a Nazi. Right. And I had to have like, I had to have people who I knew from that community come to my defense and I was just like, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. That's that's probably why I was so vociferous on my personal Facebook page about it. Like, I I was very the, the issue was that obs- I have with upsetting. it is it's like it's it's a cesspool. There's an agenda being pushed, and when you shine a light on these people, that's what they want. And I don't really want to give them any more attention than they're due. It's like clearly your your what you're ad- advocating is ridiculous. So. I don't really feel that, but yeah, we're getting off on a whole tangent. Tangent, but guys. The, uh, Sorry about the tangent. The game went really well. Um, we now, had a lot of fun playing. Let me ask you, it's been about a year since you played that mm-hmm. game, and how did you feel the scenario had aged? I felt like the scenario is... The scenario as it's written was already, like, in a way dated because it's very kind of like low-technology, urban blight, um, you know, economic despair and all of that, and, and so... In a sense, it's vampire is kind of trapped in a certain milieu. It, assert, it assumes certain things about the world, right? And you know, I don't feel like it's aged any more since then than when I ran it. Um, uh, it's just a very bleak and despairing kind of world, and and it was written with a certain understanding of the way things are. You know, well, given I mean, the rise like, of, like, certain political factions and everything else in the United States, none of that's in there. But, yeah, but, like, aside from that, like, if you were to, like, we ran Giovanni Chronicles, each one of, we've both run Giovanni Chronicles at some point, right? I never ran Giovanni Chronicles, well, no. Okay, I ran Transylvania you ran Chronicles. Transylvania. And yes. if you could pick up that book today and, uh-huh. and then you'd run it, you'd be like, oh, is, does this still feel fun? Is this still well-written? Is this still snappy? Right. Like, did, how did it feel? I felt Russell Baines was still well-written and still snappy. Snappy. Uh, it it's easy to pick up. The, you kind of immediately grok what's going on. It's easy to dive in. Everybody kind of gets what's happening in that scenario right from the beginning, and they get kind of how their characters know each other and how they interact. There wasn't an off. There's not a lot of like feeling it out. You can just kind of hit the ground running. And even like I said, with three new people, we just hit the ground running, and instantly it was all right. We need to go to this warehouse. We need to get this deal done. Um, and so it was just instantly it was going boom 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 let's go let's yeah. do this thing let's let's take off let's and it was very you know gritty and crime drama and with the constant drain and everything else it's very noir I, after running um the facts regarding the property on hill street um 
and then comparing it to rusted vanes, I really feel like the critical element to a well-constructed convention scenario is just in those one-page uh, player backgrounds that you hand out. I mean, really, it's a testament to good writing and to, on some level, how little you need to write in terms of backstory in order to create a compelling game that goes almost immediately. Right, and that's the thing I've really noticed is I don't really know that if I, unless I was running a narrative-style game like Dungeon World or anything else, that I would let people create characters in a con game. You really need to have pre-constructs and you need to have all that stuff built in already so that it's just ready to go. You got instant drama, you got instant tension. Because if you do not have that, if that's not ready to go, uh, you are going to suffer for it. You're going to have problems where you know, the, the game is not clicking on all cylinders. It's not going as fast as it could. And so I really feel like the, those those pre-gen characters are kind of the one of the keys to an effective con game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. And con gaming is something we've been doing a lot of lately. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, like a ton I of. I know. We're going to be doing even more of it here in a couple of weeks. I just can't believe it. I feel exhausted even just thinking about it. And it was a thing that we had never had experience with until I probably know. like a couple year or two ago. Yeah, I know. We just didn't do it. We just, it was one of those things like, con games, tuts, tuts. Crit this hit. is beneath me. We started doing it for Crit Hit. We did start doing it for Crit Hit. And it was one of those, it was definitely one of those scenarios where it was just... Oh, I don't. I'm a. I'm a. An artist. I have a. St and you know, there's a certain beauty in these short little con games too. There really is. It really is. Um, I. I will say. I almost forgot. I've been working on a Shadowrun character for an online game. I'm gonna play with um, Jamie from Coliseum Rex, Mark from Dungeon That's Punk, second edition Shadowrun, second edition, and uh, Steven from Under the Dice. So, oh, like, nice. I, I know, right? It's kind of like this fucking crazy dream team of Shadowrun. And those guys, man, we set up a little, like, Instagram, like, feed where we're talking about our characters and shit, and they just go, dude. They're just like, go. And then and then they'll be like, yo, Brendan, you still plan on playing this fucking game? And I'll be like, dog, yeah. I'm at work. Yeah. Like, Eventually. You know, yeah, it's like, give me give, give me a second. Give me a second, fellas. Um, but I do have a character that I'm working on, and I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm really stoked about that game. Um, cool. Did you buy anything recently, man? You, I you, did. You at, any little at treasures? The, at the con, I got Red Markets. It's a role-playing game of economic horror, terror. I can't remember. It's one of those taglines. Um, it is a game based on the idea that civilization has fallen. There are zombies, and there are essentially these quarantine zones where you're safe from them, but you're not one of those guys. You're one of the guys who has to go out into the world and uh, you know, find resources or items that these people who live in these you know glass towers want and bring it back to them and sell them and you know you're, it's, it's a struggle to survive it's it's kind of that idea of like you're born in poverty can you make it out of poverty can you live in one of the safe zones or are you doomed to struggle forever like on the margins of society you know always on the outside it looks really good it's a it's a thick book it's a heavy tome it was uh 50 so cost per page was relatively low yeah i gotta say man when you look at a book that size nowadays they're usually going for like 60 or 70 right which, I, which sounds crazy to me because i remember when i used to complain about them being 30 dollars but the fact of the matter is is a book that thick hardcover 50 bucks full color interior glossy you know that's actually kind of a steal yeah. it's funny because we were talking to the dude who was here it's this company called like blue panther or something i guess they're just yeah I out guess, of california they i guess their whole deal is they just go around um like uh selling 
uh, indie games at cons. They're manu- they primarily do manufacturing. Their primary business is those little like MDF dice trays and everything else. They're a manufacturing really? place first. They just sell this as ancillaries to their manufacturing business. Well, fuck, man. They have a great selection. Mm-hmm. And I went over there and I was like, I was like, I, my, my mouth agape because all of the all the indie books I want to buy were over there, and um, he had he had only one copy of Red Markets and I, we both wanted it and I right. was like, "Yo, is any chance you got two? And he's like, "Oh no, they sent me two to sell this year." And right. He said, "Here's a challenge for you: sell both of these this year." And it's just like, "Are you high? Yeah. <laughs> that game is legit and it is building a serious cult. People are talking about it well, online." To be clear, it was the distributor or the publisher who told him that, though. It wasn't like a thing he decided on his own. They yeah. just basically told him, "Like, here's your two copies. See if you can sell them this year." But I think that's bonkers and um i i i i could see that i wanted it and it was 50 bucks and i got gen con issues i gotta worry about so i was like i'll pick one up at gen con because i do want one right i i feel like i feel like we should play i feel like we should play we should um it'll be fun what'd you get what oh you know what okay so i got this game called lovecraft-esque and it's 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 kind of weird it's like this um it's like a GMless game. Uh, okay, so I, I've gone all bonkers. I've seen a few of those yeah. here. I've had a couple of them pitched to me too, where they're like, "It's a GMless game," and I'm going, "I don't." I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Concept. Dude, that's the thing, man. Is like, okay, so a few years ago, I was like, "Oh, trad games are nothing," and then I started getting into OSR and like story games, and but and I was like, and I was like, "No GMless games," and now I'm like, you know what? Why don't we try one of these GMless games? And the idea is with this one is you. You play like everybody plays like one person, but then they're like, but then there's these roles that shift depending on the session, and they shift every every session, right? So it's like, uh, so one person gets to be kind of like the decider person, and then um, one person's playing the survivor, and then everybody else is kind of like playing the NPCs, kind of, I guess. That's not really a good way of looking at it. I've only basically been able to scan it. Um, and uh, and that and those roles shift every session, but everybody at the table has these has the responsibility of making it creepy and making it scary uh, for everyone. And I'm just like, well, that is fucking rad. So um, I uh, apparently it was like based on a book that a guy wrote about kind of like deconstructing how Lovecraft stories work, and they and then they like um, sans racism. Well, yeah, one yeah. hopes. <laughs> one definitely hopes. And so, um, and there's no like Lovecraft properties or anything in here. It's just basically about like role playing deep horror. Oh, that's interesting. So, that's all. That's all open. Like it's yeah, yeah. You can use it but if you want. There's so much of it already. Who yeah, needs that's a, true. Who needs another one? Yeah. And so it's just like it's like the whole the whole. I mean, the the object of the game is to scare the other people at the table, and so you know that that means it was a no brainer for me. Yeah, that sounds cool. Then I picked up this uh, thing called Alas Vegas. Yeah, I saw you looking at that one, and and you were kind of you picked it up a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it has a cover because okay, because the, the little tagline on it is flashbacks, blackjack, and payback, and I was like, oh shit, well of course I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So, but I wasn't sold on the cover and the whole Alas Vegas thing. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Oh, the cover's very Vegasy though, because it's like the kind of the coop demon girl, but yeah. done as a neon pinup sign thing. It's and true. I thought it was very Vegasy. It felt appropriate to me. But what really sold me the book was when you open it up. There's these like fantastic, um, 
like black and white tarot card drawings done in this Vegas style. Oh yeah, kind of like, like Art Deco-y in a way. They're yeah, pretty nice. And they are fucking legit. They are like better than that mage tarot. Remember that? Crazy? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm getting like a mage tarot vibe off of them but a little they're bit. Like better. I mean, yeah. they're kind of weirdly haunting. And I guess the game is about you wake up in a like a shallow grave in the Vegas desert, and you don't remember who you are. And this is another one. That's of those like games. the start of Fallout New Vegas. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I did video not know game. that. But it, uh, it, it says you like. Um, you, you, it, this is another GMless game where like the control of the game transfers every session, mm-hmm. right? And you're supposed to play it in a, in, a, in a specific number of sessions. Okay. And then there's this mystery that you're supposed to be sol- trying to solve. And like, what's interesting about it is it gives you chapters, and it says, "Don't read the chapters you're not running." So even if you bought the book, you read these sections and then pass the book on to somebody else. And then they read certain sections, they pass it on to the next person. So and is it so, kind of like a legacy game? Like there's those legacy board games that do that yeah, too, where they're like, don't open this, don't read this, don't do this it's, yet. It's a lot like that. And I okay. was, and because Richard bought it too, and I was like, I was like, I'm kind of disappointed because I'm like, dog, I kind of just wanted to read a cool book and then have a cool new game to run. And he's like, look, I played through chapter one. He goes, it's amazing. He goes, I'll play it with you. Let's fucking run this game. And I'm like, all right, this sounds fucking great. Cool. Um, and then what's interesting is because apparently, like, there's a bunch of stories in here, and like, and they all have these four cha- this four-chapter arc. And so Alas Vegas is just one of them. Then there's another one by fucking uh, Ken Height that's in here. Oh, cool. There's one by fucking Gareth Ryder Hanrahan that's in here. <laughs> so it's like the That's fuck- got a who's who. Dude, it of, does. Of- developers and designers for people who are into like creepy weird like uh kind of a david lynch like uh uh realistic but then like reality is fraying kind of like um kind of stories it's got like great pedigree so i'm fucking stoked man um <laughs> kind of like when we were <laughs> poor jody out there yesterday when we were oh when we were like <laughs> teaching her about the, the basilisk <laughs> we and <laughs> mansplaining all the articles we read like yeah. a couple of jerks <laughs> yeah that was rad <laughs> that, was a, that was a high point of my fucking day hey hey i just remember getting stared at like we we had grown second heads <laughs> well i mean <laughs> and then we got something not for you, but for oh, Kathy Beans, right? Yeah, yeah. This is for my friend Kathy Beans at work. I picked up because okay, so we uh, I got I got a pass for my friend Catherine. You can tell work. me that it's for you. It's okay. And, and she uh, she and her husband are like new to gaming, and uh, I've been trying to like cultivate this. I've been like, oh hey, you guys, you know. But he's really into five E, and he's into you know doing a lot of five E stuff. And I'm always telling her, hey, there's other games in five E. You don't have to play five E all the time. Tell her get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, so I gave her. I, I, I got her passes to crit hit and I was like you should come out and try a different game right so she came out and uh, Stuart Dollar who's like a you know well known uh, game master he um, he was running a game called Secret of Cats and I and it said it was Fate it was Fate <laughs> system and I was like oh it must be because you know Fate you can like hack your own game really fast yep. I was like oh it must be that but then, like, and she she couldn't get the game because it was already fulfilled. Right. And uh, so then the next day I was over at the independent table and I saw that it's actually a game that has a little tiny book. And I was like, oh, I'll get this for Catherine and maybe she'll be able to play it and, and enjoy a new aspect of role playing of uh, where apparently you role play a cat. Which oh, is, cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that. but uh, yeah, you know, I don't it, know. It, there's, it, a ton, there's so much indie stuff here. Like, I saw A Quiet Ear, Velvet Glove. Uh, I was true. sad I didn't see Bluebeard's Brides. I was hoping they'd have that one. Yeah. Um, I really want to run that one still um and 
Yeah, there's so much stuff. Uh, Synapse. There's a bunch of a bunch of Cthulhu Dark. Cthulhu hardcover. Dark. Yeah, hardcover. Um, what's it called? Goblin Squad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the the um. So much cool stuff. It's really we're we're kind of we are we are blessed with so many options yeah. here at Crit Hit of yeah. things to buy. Too many things. Oh, and then our homie over there, Wild in the Streets. Yeah, we got man. Wild in the Streets. Chris Kohler yep. made it Chris out. Chris is here. And I've been hanging with Chris Kohler like all fucking weekend. It's been super rad. I bought a goth him. gang from him. I bought uh, seven. I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my uh, roller derby gang and my uh, what's it? My He has a new uh, uh, Kevin Key model. Them before I leave. Yeah, see, I'm gonna get the. Uh, I want to get the murder cult girls when the new sculpts get done, because I figure I can sub them in as goth girls too, because they look very gothy. So I don't know what their alignments are. It seems like they they're not with to, goths. It's death rockers and they, goths are aligned, but the murder cult girls look very gothy. They do. So I figure if I need to, I can just sub them in. Solid gold. Uh, here it counts as. Counts as. It's your game. I'm going to put orcs in. I'm going to be like, these count as, uh, you know, straight edge. <laughs> these count as crust punks. Yeah. <laughs> they, they actually probably would count <laughs> right? as crust punks. Um, Chris is kind of like hanging with someone right now. He is. Kinda, yeah, I was kind of wanting to have him on. Um, do we? Do you want to like go grab those guys who have that conspire game over there and see if they want to talk about it? Or uh, They actually have a demo of that going off right now so at 11 so yeah they're so the only the other guys over there still um do you want to grab that dude jason pull up a chair man all right here we are we got jason with us he's one of our con attendees and he has a new game that he's gonna hit us up about it looks to me like you're wearing a shirt that says lucky troll games yep that's the name of our business well i should say my friend's business i'm just a, a friend coming out and hanging out with him and uh helping promote his game uh, he just created his business, and uh, he's been working on this game for a really long time, and it's incredible. Cool. Tell us about the game. Yeah, man. So the na- name of the game is uh, Dr. Horrible's uh, Evil League of Evil. It's based off of the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. It's an incredible show. If you haven't, go out there, check it out. Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day. It's incredible. But it's based off of supervillains and joining the Evil League of Evil. So our game is based 10 years after the show happens. Uh, Dr. Horrible is now in control of the Evil League, and you are an aspiring villain trying to join this league. Uh, it's a co- um, it's the best way to describe it. It is a competitive game with cooperative elements. So you work alongside the other supervillains, but in the end, you are trying to be the last one standing, be the one to join the Evil League. Right, and the idea is there's a... There's those the resources, right? You're you're trying to get resources, but sometimes in getting resources, you help other people get resources. Yeah. And then there's the the schemes, right? That you have to that you have to work with other people to to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So around on the board, there's different things that you can complete to gain resources, being uh, cards to play, parts to equip on your special weapon, uh, and then there's also um, reputation that you can gain to determine turn order, uh, how you gain your rewards, and also uh, it's a win condition by gaining reputation. Okay, so right, there's two win conditions, right? There are two win conditions. So it's either you can be the most notorious evil villain by gaining reputation throughout doing dastardly deeds on the board, or you can win by creating your super weapon with the parts on the board and defeating Captain Hammer yourself. Right, cool. And um, you, sh- you have to get him twice, right, with your super weapon, much like in the blog. You had to get, 
he'd shot Adam, he shot Felicia Day. Yes. And you then found he, out what pain was, and you need to make sure you bring the full pain. Right, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, that sounds rad. You've been working on the game, or the, as a group, you've been working on the game mm. for three years, is that right? Just about, yeah. It's gone through a lot of different iterations, and we've had a lot of fun playtesting it since. Uh, over the past about two months, we've been playtesting it around in different areas here in Phoenix just to get everybody else's mentality for oh, it. Oh, cool. And people are just, they love it. It's absolutely excellent. And it's on Kickstarter right now, right? It is kickstarting right now. We just went live on Friday. Uh, we're already 350% funded, so we're just mind blown on the amount of support we've gotten so far already and uh it can only get better from here we're yeah learning. cool yeah i really like the art style like the cartoony art style and the way the board looks yeah, it looks really really gorgeous like having that kind of silly cartoony look goes along with the idea of how dr horrible was it's not uh the ultra detailed like super anime design it's just it's fun it's kitschy and it feels really fun when you're playing a guy dressed in a little baby suit holding a bear and you're a super evil villain like <laughs> come on it's fun <laughs> the presentation is really slick i i think it looks great and uh, where can they find you on kickstarter like what should they type in uh you would type in the dr horrible uh evilly of evil and that should be the only kickstarter around cool so, well, we'll drop a link in the show notes too yeah we should yeah, do that that would be amazing um now, Jason. Yes. Yesterday you were hanging out at one of our talks, and it turns out you're sort of a sort of a VTM guy. Is that right? I kind of am. Yeah. Tell it's, us about your experiences with Vampire. So I have a group of friends that love playing, and they've been playing for years now. Uh, they've had two separate five-year-long groups that they played in, and they've been playing the original edition for 15 years now. Uh, I had the great opportunity to come in with them on the last round that we were doing, and it's my first time being into something that in depth. I played D&D a couple times, you know, the hack and slash, the, you know, murder hobo style <laughs> games, but this one has been so much fun to play such an in-depth and really interesting story-driven game. It's incredible to play. Well, you know, it turns out that uh, you and then a bunch of the sort of like, uh, uh, what, what is it, Luck Troll or Lucky, Lucky Troll? Lucky yeah. Troll. You, you and some of the other Lucky Troll um, uh, producers are sort of like down the Tempe area. You're not too far mm -hmm. from our game club. Yep. I'm so happy that we ran into you here at definitely. Crit Hit. And uh, we look forward to getting to know you in the future and maybe get some games in, man. Most definitely. We're going to be playtesting this through the whole time we're going to be uh, running for the next month. So you can see us in different areas around the valley if you follow our Facebook page page or um, uh, if you sign up for our emails we also send out emails every day showing where we're going to be heading for the week um, we're actually probably going to go talk to Authoria Gaming over there and set up a time to go and play over at their place and uh, yeah, was that East Mesa yeah Main Street Mesa yeah mm -hmm. yep. uh, go and hang out with them we go to Game Depot a lot that's our main stick because we're right next to them we love the two owners down there. So do we. So do we. We're actually sponsored by them. Yeah, they're it's pretty true. awesome people. I yeah. yeah, Dave and Patty, we love them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we go over there every once in a while. We're hoping to get in one of their game nights, uh, I think on Saturdays. Uh, but follow our Facebook page. We'll have all that information for you guys. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank yeah, you so much great. for being yeah, on. Thanks Th for having me, guys. Dude, I appreciate it. And thanks for coming out to the con. Definitely. It's been a lot of fun. This is incredible. I hope it keeps growing. I've heard that it, you've doubled attendance since last year, which is awesome. Well, so it can only get better from here. So. No doubt, it's right? True. Yeah. Thank cool. you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on. So, Adam, since uh, Jason was just talking to us about Game Depot, why don't we take a second to recognize our sponsor? 
Our sponsor is the Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona on McClintock and Southern by the YCs and the Planet Fitness and the Rehome Store and the, there's a bunch of stuff over there. But Game Depot, Tempe, Arizona, conveniently located near the US 60. You can get there from anywhere in the valley, freeway accessible, super easy to get to. Uh, Dave and Patty, we love them. They're great people. And they gave us a book to give away. They gave us a book. To our patrons. You have well, to be a current patron of the show. Yeah, this 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 month's uh, pa- this month's giveaway was uh, was aimed at our patrons because Adam and I have been kind of like a little bit late on some of the, the, the rewards. And we wanted to make sure that the patrons knew that we were still thinking about them and that we were feeling, that we're feeling their love. Love, so we wanted to give them some love back. Now uh, we and have the book is a copy oh. of the Conan RPG by Dude, Modifius. So it's so hot. It's just like it's so hot right now. It's real just pretend we're Mugatu and Mila Jovanovic in that it's movie. So hot right now. Really thick and very crispy. And people who have played the game are fucking loving it. And by so, Crom. So uh, we, we 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 opened up to this month's um, giveaway to any patron reward level usually it's like you gotta be in the five dollar bracket but we were like yo all the way down to the one dollar brackets one dollar five dollar so, any dollar amount who 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 are the new the new patrons adam uh well we've got ed chuck went and upped his patron level ed chuck upped his patron level so cool on that and we then love you thank you for that then Christopher Gray. Christopher Gray. Christopher Gray, who is at attendance at Crit Hit 3, also increased his pledge level. And Lewis Walker. Lewis new patron. Walker. Hey, so thank new you, patron Lewis. joined up for the podcast. He's been wanting to for a while, but the 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 Conan book was the last straw. He was like, I gotta get in on it that. Broke him. So Adam. Fair enough. Are you ready for me to roll this uh, D30? I'm ready for you to roll the D30. And see who wins? Let's see who wins. It's a 21. Who's number 21, Adam? Number 21 is Richard Newby. Richard fucking Newby. Richard Newby, you win, Conan RPG. Fucking Richard Newby. I hope you don't already have it because you buy like literally everything. Jesus Christ. I think I saw him here today, so (laughs) we're going to have to. We'll let him know. We can give it to you in person. We don't even have to pay for shipping. Yeah, no shit. Like, oh, Christ. All right. (laughs) So, hey, that's cool. Richard Newby won uh, Conan. Congratulations, Richard. All right, man. So uh, we're getting we're getting pretty deep into this here. Uh, I'm kind of looking over at the tables, and I'm seeing uh, Chris Kohler. He is uh, he's like you know heavily engaged in the process of capitalism. He is. Um, Jim was in here for a little while. He's wandered out again. So. He's wandered out. Do we want to take a little break here and like try and rustle someone up? Let's take a brief break okay. and we'll be right back with a special guest, a mystery guest, mystery? if you will. It's yeah. like Mystery Date, that game. <laughs> we should live play that. Uh, yeah, we should, we mystery should, Date. We should LARP play that. I hope I get Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, you aren't. Just so you know. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Welcome back, and we're still at Crit Hit. 
and we're still having a good time. And we found the Warlord Amanda just Warlord wa- Amanda. just wandering around the vendor hall. Hello, hello. I love Crit Hit. Uh, crit Hit's great, isn't it? I've been it? here every year. Every year. We're we're like those people who can say that. We're like, oh, we've been here since year one. Who are you, you Johnny come lately? That's right. <laughs> Get out. Get the fuck out. I no, don't I'm think we kidding. Can say that. No, we <laughs> That's wouldn't. That's not very welcoming. We, that, That's not. a code of conduct violation, if it's nothing not. else. Well, you Is know, I will say a dude showed up with a MAGA hat today, and I was very rude to him. Were, <laughs> were you triggered? I was not happy. Huh? I was right. not happy to see that. Is I don't this like the dude who had the libertarian hat yesterday? I don't know. Is that what it said? I, don't, yeah. I didn't see that dude. It was he a had, camo hat that said libertarian he, across he the had a, he, This dude had a neck beard and a MAGA hat, and I was like, <laughs> and he, kinda, and he came and he tried to talk to me, and I was like, negative, amigo. Yeah. We, we, there, we got, there was we, a guy yesterday in a Dungeons and Dabbing shirt, and I, I was like, no! I'm beginning to wonder, is that he a podcast? Was, he was in my vampire game. There, <laughs> there, I've seen like six guys in that shirt. Yeah, well, one of them was in my vampire game. Like, oh, he was last year. He was here, and he he was in my Kuro Supernatural game. I mean, he's a cool guy, but that yeah. shirt, I was just like, nope, that's just morally wrong. <laughs> Anything that's dabbing, no. <laughs> All right. Well, the Warlord Amanda, for our longtime listeners, will remember that she is a fan favorite, and we've had a number of people saying, "Where's Lord, Warlord Amanda? Why is Warlord Amanda has here? She is, and here she is. So, uh, Amanda, you want to fill us in on what you've been up to? What's going on? What's crack lacking? Uh, well, I'm at Crit Hit. Would I you care for a hit. beverage? Oh, yes, please. Um, like I said, I've been here every year. The first year I came and I just gamed. It was super fun. And now now I like work work it. Not like you guys were doing this year. It was crazy. It's because we're uh, dumb. I, I run games. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, foolish. Yeah, I was like, how did you get roped into that? Because <laughs> we're dumb. Yeah, foolish people. <laughs> no, no, it's good. They need the volunteers. But um, volunteers make it happen, is what I'm told. Yes. Yeah. H- how does that feel, Adam? Are um, you all warm and fuzzy? I feel like tired. Is how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've run no games and played in no games. So, but I, but I have spent a lot of time hanging out with cool ass people. So I mean, you yeah. know. Okay. Uh-oh. So I I actually ended up only running games this year, sadly. Because I signed up to play some games. <laughs> and then your GMs never showed up. On both games. <laughs> both freaking games. There was a horrible problem with that this year. And it's weird because, you know, people are looking to me and I'm going, I don't have any authority to make people show up. I'm just running the muster. Like, if they show, I give them a key. I help them get players. If they don't show, there's not a lot I can do. Yeah. Which is how I ended up running Vampire. Because there were people who were like, I don't have a game and I don't have a GM. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about any kind of, like, organization, you know? You you have to assume that there's going to be a certain amount of people who just bail in the last minute. Yeah. And when it's GMs, that sucks. That sucks for the players that show up, you know what I'm saying? And, and oh, it's yeah. going to happen. It's going to be somebody who's going to pull that, that short straw. So what have you been playing, Amanda? Anything? Wait, what? what uh, do, you, do you have a home game right now? A home game? Oh. oh. So I've been, I've been doing, actually... Curl Supernatural has kind of become my my favorite game right now. Like as far as as role playing games, I mean I'm I'm playing board games and stuff like that. But it's I just, just been eating your brain. All your brain processing has been going to Curl Supernatural. Dude, I love it. It's so fun. I want to do I want to do a campaign of it. Because Kuro is, you know, you, they're basically the, the Japanese horror. They're out of time. This mystical thing happens. So I want to do one. And they're in the future. It's set in the future. So I want to do a campaign where my players go and and they're in there and then the boys show up like they have been doing and but then they go back with the boys 
which is in the past before the Kuro event happens, and then they like go and and stop the Kuro event from happening. Like this is the campaign that I'm like kind of dreaming of now. I Isn't will tell you what: if you ever run a Kuro Forever Night, <laughs> sign me up for Kuro Forever Night. I call dibs on Lacroix. You know that? Was- oh no! Snap. Oh damn it! Snaps. I call dibs huh? on Nat. All right, <laughs> you checkmate on Adam. <laughs> womp 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 for everybody. <laughs> Sorry, you okay. don't want me playing Jeanette, so so Nat, it's Nat's who it's gonna have to be. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. So um, so so you don't really have a home game right now. You've just been kind of planning this uh, Kuro Supernatural arc that you want to do. No, no, my home life currently consists of trying to organize some stuff and I feel that (laughs) and then getting in some some board gaming whenever I can because I don't I don't have a regular group to be like hey come over and quick let's play this and Uh, it's just like it's kind of sad so rough it's so rough and so what have you been running for the con then what 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 have you been running for the con uh I ran Supernatural Curl and then tonight I'm running D&D 5th edition um, the teenage years, right? The teenage years. Yeah. I what, saw that one. I just oh, posted that, it. Is that an Adventures League or is that something you wrote? It's something it's, you wrote, right? That's not Adventures League. That's oh, your own oh thing. Oh, no. That's, yeah. that's, uh, mo- most of the stuff I do is just things I come up with. So what's, what's the teenage years? So what the is teenage years is you come in, you play like your teenagers playing D&D. Because most of us, that's when we started was when we were teenagers, you know? So bring back some of that nostalgia. So what it's going to be is my players, they're going to have the actual D&D characters, and their D&D characters are going to be in like just doing like your basic kind of dungeon type of deal, but they're themselves, while they're playing, there's going to be like interruptions, like mom's going to come in the room and be like, oh, I made you some snacks. And then depending on how This they is very meta. It's, That's so it's meta. It's kind of messing with my head. Because I was picturing I was playing teenagers in the D&D world, and my immediate first thought was, can I be a ranger, and can I have a great Dane as my animal companion? I like how that's your first thought. Yeah. I was like, no, I kind of thought well, you were I mean, going to say you were going to do like a Star Wars thing where it's like, oh, it's Boba Fett. But he's a teenager. Yeah. Right? But that's what I kind of thought you meant. <laughs> oh, you but, like but Darth Vader? You get to see him as a little kid. A little I know. Kid. Is he like an evil demon? Oh, my kid! He's like, no, he's just a little kid, and his mom dies, and he's sad. <laughs> but seriously, I, I think it's so. I think that's kind of brilliant. I think that's like well, fucking also, meta, man. You, have you thought yeah. about writing that as a full game? Um. Well, I mean, it's a four-hour slot, so that's all I've sort of yeah. done I, for. But I mean, you should build a fucking right. system for you that. Should, you should write yeah, a book. Like, I'm. T- I turned a ludicrous like. Pony game. (laughs) I'm into a module. (laughs) You can easily turn this into a thing. Yeah, I gotta say, if everybody's out there like fucking tripping over each other to buy fucking Stranger Stranger Things knockoff games, then there's gotta be a market for people who are playing a game about playing D and D. I think that's. I think there's something fucking weirdly brilliant about that. Well, I'm I'm excited because so like basically like when mom comes in and you have that encounter. (laughs) <laughs> They'll have to pretend like they're teenagers trying to get mom out of there so they can keep gaming. And then depending on how well they do, they might get some kind of bonus. 
So, I mean, if they do really good, mom's going to make them brownies, which will give them pluses. Is there any penalty for getting Cheeto dust on the character sheet? Oh, there will be things to give them penalties. Like, there will be distraction penalties. Uh, You know? So, I mean, there's going to be, like, little interactions. Because you could do a whole campaign of, like, oh, you've got to go to somebody's bar mitzvah together and it interrupts gaming night. And then you've got to, like, 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 uh. Your jerk ass jock cousin comes over and is, like, comes in to your room. And Uh, one of the dudes in the game starts getting a crush on your older sister yeah. and you're like fucking <laughs> stop harshing this man I can't have you coming over here we're in cologne you know exactly and all these things happen you know I mean I yeah. did an ex body spray factory things. throw up on you yeah and weird just weird shit that would happen and you're like what the hell and it doesn't happen as much when you're an adult because you know I mean as a teenager you <laughs> maybe don't have not to things. you <laughs> happens to me all the time all you gotta do is get your own kids and they'll be like Terry I need to see like oh my god alright it's a different kind of interruption I suppose that's true but uh, there's a reason I don't have kids yeah well <laughs> touche one of us was smarter than the other I guess so um, Amanda what's the next thing for you oh as far as scheduling stuff I'll be doing some games at Game On um, That's uh, a Phoenix area like gaming con, right? Yes, August. August. Oh wow, it's coming right up. I think it's the second weekend of August. Oh, all right. Something like that. Then there's after that's RinCon, right down in Tucson. You doing that? You plan on doing that? I'm not doing RinCon. That's the Tucson one. Yeah, that's it? Tucson. What, what are you gonna run at uh, Game On Expo? Probably Kuro and D and D. So <laughs> solid. Cool. Solid. So those are like my 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 standard go tos. You know, the, uh, I was asked, like, actually not that long ago to run stuff for for Game On. So I was like, oh, okay, here, I'll do this. So <laughs> Nice, nice. Because it's like, okay, the, uh, Curl, I've done Curl so much now. It's, it's I, like I know, second it's nature. Yeah. Yeah, you, you dream in Curl. You, second, Ooh, you essentially scary. wrote that module, and now you know it by heart, right? Do the Supernatural one? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Uh, this one, though, is probably not going to be Curl Supernatural. It's just going to be Curl, like, gangs. Wow. So. Well, that, that I, I do love that game. And the fact that it's not in print right now, it bothers me endlessly. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for stopping in. We dragged you away from a vendor. and uh, So go buy some stuff. Yeah, go, go back and complete your transaction. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks it's good for having me. It's always good to see you. Have fun. Thanks. And speaking of upcoming events... We have another upcoming event in January of next year. January 5th, 2019. Crit Hit Winterborn. With the uh, underlying title of You Are the Heroes. January 5th at the Four Points by Sheraton Phoenix South Mountain in Phoenix AZ. It is live on Kickstarter right now. Crit Hit Winterborn. It is going to be two games followed by an optional uh, catered three-course meal, followed by a third game if you're not all like Logie and wiped out from the meal that you just ate that was catered. Um, And then depending, there's some stretch goals, but great hit, Winterborn, live on Kickstarter right now. Jim Miller's putting that on January 5th at the Sheraton Phoenix South Mountain. It'll be a bigger venue than this. Um, Smaller, more artisanal than 
the Crit Hit Main Convention, uh, but that's coming up in January. So if you're interested in that, go check that out on Kickstarter. And uh, really, January is the time to uh, come to Phoenix if you're planning on if you want to come to Phoenix and hang out and, and see, not be in the hell zone. Yeah, uh, yeah January is the non-hell zone. But we're really lucky because right now we are joined by my friend Chris Kohler from San Diego, who did venture out into the hell zone you are the owner of slow death games is that right that is correct and the creator of what game my friend uh wild on the streets is my game tell us all about it wild on the streets is a game of youth subcultures fighting in the streets uh you have the uh subcultural tropes of things like uh skinheads goths punk kids uh roller derby girls things like that and the game is basically just those kids fighting in the streets over real or imagined beef or turf or records or whatever whatever you want to fight over and you uh got this game going you got it rolling on kickstarter like correct, how, how long ago was that uh roughly two years ago and uh so how's it been going man tell me about your journey it's been going great uh i thought when i put it on kickstarter maybe a couple people would be interested because as you know miniature gaming is a very niche hobby sure and Making something like that is a niche inside of a niche. So I thought that there would be very little interest, and maybe I would cover the cost of the miniatures. Uh, but surprisingly, there was a lot of people into it. Because there are a bunch of kids who are or were goths or into hardcore or skinheads or whatever that are into gaming. And maybe they're secretly into gaming and aren't, aren't open about it. And skirmish uh, games are really hot right now. So and skirmish games are really hot. And I love skirmish games. So I like just having a couple of miniatures on the table and throwing down with your friends. So, cool. um, I had a, I had a fucking you had pressing, a and pressing ass question, and it's like fucking gone. Dude, like, this guy could be a mini in Wild Is he streets. a mini? Look at is, this, 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 is this one of your friends who's hanging out there right yeah, now? With yeah, this, actually, like, with yeah. the, the since, since it's a podcast, no one can see him. My friend uh, DJ, who actually lives in Phoenix now, came nice. out to hang out. Is he, he a mini a, in the game? Uh, he's not a miniature in the gang, but I should take pictures of him today. You should <laughs> take pictures of him, put him in the he game. Was in a, he was in a band uh, called Drats, whose record I put out about nice. almost 20 years ago. Oh, that's amazing. Dude, I yeah. dig his mohawk. It's fucking rad. And so the minis in the game are all based either on friends or friends of friends that Correct. you know. Is people that right? You know. Yeah, the people people I know or friends of friends of people I know. Like, for example, for those of you who listen to the Dungeon Punks uh, podcast, uh, Nathan Bean has a miniature in the game now. Oh, you're kidding me. Who is it? No, Nathan. Nathan has a miniature. <laughs> Nathan from Dungeon Punks and Corehammer. But well, but yeah, but like right, which one, which one in, in the, the game? He's in the Stratage Gang. He's the one holding up the knives. He's got two knives. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I guess it begs the question: When is there going to be a role-playing group faction, and where are we going to get a mini of Brendan over here? You, you know, it. I would love to have a gamer faction in the game. I have ideas in my head for you it. You just got to do like throw one, fight one. Dodge one, like just all ones for our stats. Zeros. Yeah. Wounds well, one. My idea is I w I'd like to have a LARPer holding a wooden sword and a garbage can lid as a shield and a there you go. tied around his neck. I thought that would be funny. There it's you not go. too far from the but truth. Yeah, there should yeah, be a gamer gang. There you go. Now, yesterday you gave a, um, a great presentation on getting started in minis, and then I think you've got another one today at round two, so we're probably going to have to start getting ready for that here soon. But um, is it just just real quick, uh, with a couple minutes, is there anything you'd want to get out to the listeners of the show who generally are kind of like role-playing guys, but I think that people, role-playing people, but like... Um, I think there's a lot of interest in development with like the listeners of this show. So, is there anything, any, any advice that you would have? Uh, 
advice for people developing games? Yeah. Uh, play test, play test some more, and then play test, play test until your eyes bleed, then continue play testing. Um, and also, make sure that what you're making is going to be fun to not just you, but to other people. And believe in what you're making. Like, if you want to make a game about something ridiculous, make it. Make it. And if there's people out there that'll play it, they'll play it. Awesome. Cool. And we still have copies of your zines on the Full Metal RPG store, right? That is couple true. A couple copies left for, yeah. the, for the zine. Yeah, that's a zine I worked on with, uh, with Nick Baran. Uh, and it's just scenarios for the game, but it's a it's an idea. Nick actually uh, uh, thought of the idea that it'd be cool to have like a punk zine with scenarios for the game. It's fucking brilliant, and yeah. it's called Tooth Chipper. It is called Tooth Chipper, Chipper. and it's actually got a contributions from Ash Barker of uh, Mini Wargaming and and Gorilla Miniatures. Oh, rad! And so uh, that, and as well as additional scenarios written by you. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's almost like an expansion, but it's, it's sort of like when you used to get like the Citadel Digest kind of. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. It, well, but the idea is based on more of like a punk zine, like something right. that you know a bunch of kids are putting together, cut and paste, and yeah. and getting out there. And we're gonna do more. Issues of it. Uh, the the plan is hopefully we can do two issues a year. That's fucking awesome. Cool. So where can I they find it. your stuff? Uh, you can find the stuff at slowdeathgames.com. Uh, there's also a Facebook group. Search for uh, Wild in the Streets. Uh, the Facebook group is where I post mostly uh, new sculpts or, or new ideas and try to get feedback there. Awesome. And then you're also pretty uh, active on Instagram, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, Wild in the Streets game on Instagram. Awesome, great. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming down, talking to us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll let you get back to the the sales at your booth, which seem like they've been pretty hot, man. They it's have a- been. I, I've I honestly been surprised. I thought being an uh, RPG con that people wouldn't be into it, but surprisingly, people are. And I'm there's a lot of overlap on that Venn diagram. There, there those is. two circles. Thing. There is, and especially I think because Wild in the Streets is so accessible to non miniature gamers that uh, it's drawing in more RPG and, and board gamers and stuff. And you have a great board, dude. Because yeah, your board is cool. Oh, and the fully so painted minis that really help, it's it's yeah. cool. That okay. like I saw that goth gang, and I was like, ah, oh, I have so many ideas for this. Yeah, awesome. it all I want to really paint Andrew Eldritch mini, but he doesn't want to fight oh, with the goths. Mention that uh, you're going to be running Wild in the Streets games here in Phoenix. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you, we, we kind of need to work out the details of how we want to formalize that, but we will be doing Wild in the Streets games here in Phoenix. I think we I need to run it with uh, run it by Patty and Dave, but we're kind of going to be like trying to do like at least a once a month sort of meet up and play play uh, Wild in the Streets. Right. Ma- maybe some additional like off the beaten path games, but definitely Wild in the Streets to just because a lot of people bought. Um, minis at the con and uh people are gonna be looking for games and uh i think you know it's just a great game to just like sit around and kind of like chat with your friends and uh uh talk shit you know it's a glory hound checking it out so if she's got a gang she can come along and play it's a community builder game you know what i'm saying and it's just like it's not like it it, it doesn't make you playing the game doesn't make you not want to go into a game store ever again like some games do so yeah man thanks 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 for being on appreciate it well, Adam, I feel like it's that time, dude. I feel, I like-, feel like it is that time as well. All right. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of Full Metal RPG. Thanks for everybody who came out to Crit Hit and said what up to us. Uh, you can always engage with us on uh, you know, our webpage, fullmetalrpg.com. Uh, you can check out our Instagram, Full Metal RPG. You can find the Facebook, pa- the fa- Facebook page. You should really do that because we're on there a lot. Um, we have our Patreon that you might consider... Um, 
backing uh, backing us with a pledge. Maybe you'll win a book like Richard Newby. Oh, my God. We give away such good books, and uh, maybe you'll win one. Um, and then, uh, then uh, what else? Like, uh, if you want to send me an email, go go ahead, hit me up, fullmetalrpgofficial at gmail.com. And, of course, many thanks to our sponsors, Dave and Patty at the Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, it's been great talking to you guys once again. Have a good night. See you at the next con.